Welcome to Coaching with Kelly, a podcast that gives you the tools that you need to invest in this season of your life. Join life coach Kelly Tibbetts as she interviews inspiring leaders who help you identify your why, name your strengths, and value your energy, soul, and thoughts. This podcast will help you live a brave, creative, purpose-filled life. Welcome to Coaching with Kelly. I'm so glad that you're here today, and I hope our time together helps you live a brave, creative, purpose-filled life. Today is quite fun for me. We have um, the Coaching with Kelly podcast producer, Jeff Dalrymple, in the house with us. So, Jeff, thank you for being here today. Thanks, Kelly. I'm really happy to be here with you. First of many conversations that we'll be having. Mm -hmm. Well, so my goal in having you on today is that the INVEST acronym that I've been using on all of our podcasts begins with the letter I, which is identify your why, and that refers to the Enneagram, a typing system that helps us understand why we think, feel, and do life the way we do. So today's conversation, we're just going to be talking about your Enneagram number and how you think understanding the Enneagram has impacted you. So Mm -hmm. as we start off, what Enneagram number are you and what have you learned about yourself from that number? Man, uh, that is a bigger question than can be answered here for sure. Uh, yeah, like you said, the Enneagram is, uh, it's a personality typing system. It is, um, you know, people often think it's like Myers-Briggs or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, and in a lot of ways it is, but I really like it. I, I just think it's more inclusive. It's more dynamic. Mm-hmm. It's more mm-hmm. flexible to like the humanity of, of who every individual is. Mm. So I very much appreciated learning more about myself and it's, it's, it hasn't put me in a box, but it's kind of given me the box that I put myself in. Yeah. Um, and, and allowed me to learn, learn the, the, the habits and patterns that I have, um, subconsciously Mm. and sometimes consciously that I can break out of. Mm. So I am an Enneagram nine, Mm -hmm. which is the highest number on the Enneagram and it is the peacemaker. Uh, and, yeah, a little bit about that number is that it's if anyone who is a nine uh, loves peace, mm. they are the peacemakers. They uh, their core fear is being in conflict because mm. conflict to them symbolizes broken relationships. Mm. Uh, so personally, uh, that's kind of helped me reflect and recognize, like, oh, I am in conflict. I am. I, I actually have a like a a trauma response to conflict because mm. I feel like my relationships are cracking. Um, almost like, like to the, to the point of grief, to the point of Mm -hmm. feeling like, oh, this relationship is over. Like, uh, you know, so anytime there is conflict, uh, it is very hard for me. And so I avoid it more than anything. Yeah. At least in my unhealth, unawareness, I definitely avoid conflict. Um, And on the positive side of that, and I might be jumping ahead, I apologize. No, this is Uh, great. the, The positive side of it is that I you know, maybe because of my avoidance of conflict, I found great ways to keep peace and make mm-hmm. peace. And a lot of that has involved seeing all sides. So uh, I, I'm able to see a lot of people's perspectives. And so, um, you know, I'm, I'm rarely angry with people because mm-hmm. I can see why they're coming from a certain place. Uh, and, and a part of that is, uh, or a side effect of that is, unfortunately, erasing my own perspective to let theirs mm-hmm. take priority. Um, and by doing that and what I have found, this is, this is me mm-hmm. unleashing my most vulnerable self is that I have learned effectively 
uh, how to erase myself <laughs> in order to elevate others and make them happy so I avoid conflict. And the reason I giggled there is right before we began, you told me a little story about what you did recently to erase yourself, and it just has to do with pizza toppings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, a, a, a lighthearted example is um, whenever I'm in a place where people are talking about ordering pizza, um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm pretty flexible. My favorite pizzas are buffalo chicken and spinach mm -hmm. and feta. Mm. Maybe not yeah. everyone's favorites. Mine, um, those are great. Oh, good. Well, we'll have to get we'll pizza, pizza sometime. <laughs> There's some strange people out there that love to get olives on their pizza and black olives. And f I just hate olives. I mm -hmm. like hated past tense. I hated olives. Um, so I would, any, any sane person when there's a group conversation about pizza toppings would speak up and say, Oh, I'm not a fan of olives. Can we adjust the pizza mm -hmm. toppings? Uh, not me. I will shut up and say mm. to myself, everyone else likes olives. I'm not going to make a fuss. I'm not going to be seen. I'll just put up with the olives. I'll either, mm. I'll either pick them off or, you know, if they're underneath the cheese, which they sometimes do, I'll just eat it. I'll wow. just eat the olive pizza. And now that you're recently married, you're <laughs> a newlywed. <laughs> to an Italian who loves olives. That I, skill has come in handy. Yeah, it, it's come in handy, but uh, even more so, uh, this is not a nine tendency, but I've, mm. I've expanded my palate a little bit. Yeah. And I've, I've, I've tried more olives and I've come to enjoy them moderately. Well, there you go. I think that's part of the nineness of finding harmony. I love that um, Ian Crone, one of my favorite Enneagram teachers, says that um, our best presidents are nines because mm -hmm. they have that ability to see different perspectives and be open to it. And even in this season of the election is coming mm -hmm. soon and people mm -hmm. are opinions are quite high. Yeah. And having people who have this number who are, like you said, are not in a box, but able mm -hmm. to identify positives and negatives and help, I don't know, bring unity and harmony is such a gift. Yeah, so you've done you. a little bit of work. So mm -hmm. you've recognized the high side and the low side of all these yes. numbers. Mm -hmm. One of the interesting things about each number is there's a core weakness. And mm -hmm. for the nine, the word is sloth, a word we don't mm -hmm. use very much, but another way of describing it is sort of objects in motion stay in motion and objects mm -hmm. at rest stay at rest mm -hmm. tend to be a little bit more, you know, trying to keep the peace, be easygoing, but at the same time, you're in the anger triad. So there is actually anger that you're processing. It's just something that you're trying to suppress at the same time. Do any of those words resonate? Or are they things that you've seen true in your life? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, there's, there's a, few, a few places that it resonates with me. Uh, there was, I won't go into the details, but there was some, some issues surrounding uh, my recent wedding mm -hmm. um, where it made my, something outside of anything related to the wedding. The wedding was mm -hmm. beautiful and wonderful. Yeah. But, uh, there was like a, a there was something that kind of happened outside of our whole um, system that made my wife uh, angry and mm -hmm. should have made me angry. And and she was getting upset that I wasn't getting angry as well. <laughs> and because I, uh, I was like, well, this could have happened. This could have happened. Like there's so much that we're not seeing and there's so much motivation. We're not knowing. And, and, and she said like, why aren't you getting angry with me? 
And part of that is I, I'm looking at different sides, but part yeah. of that is like, I, I don't, I would rather avoid the anger. Mm-hmm. And eventually after a lot of conversation, it came out and I'm like, no, I am angry. Mm. I am angry. It's just taken me a while to see it in that light and for it to build and to come out. And so but I think that's part of your work is you've mm-hmm. gotten to a place where you can recognize it now, even mm-hmm. if it takes a little bit while you should be very proud of that. I think that you've gotten, you've just done the really hard work of being someone who, well, thank you. It's still self-aware takes enough. It's yeah. so much work. It doesn't end, but the Enneagram gives us kind of language of where our work should be. Mm-hmm. And so for a two, I'm helpful till I'm unhelpful. And for a nine, you're peaceful until sometimes it's too much and it comes out sideways. So recognizing mm-hmm. it before then is going yeah. to be some, I think that's a gift you and your wife have going into your marriage as you both sort of know these strengths and weaknesses and high points and low points Certainly. of each number. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, when you do the work with your numbers, you get to discover things like um, where you move when you're on the high side of a number. And what that means is, what does it look like for you to be healthy? And what does mm-hmm. it look like when you're stressed and exhausted? And what the Enneagram gives us is sort of a language to describe. Mm-hmm. Oh, when this happens, I'm probably getting to a place of tired, maybe mm-hmm. exhausted, maybe depleted, or I've been taking really good care of myself and I start to see these behaviors exhibited. So where have you seen sort of the high side of your three um, come mm-hmm. out, that confidence, self-value, self-asserting? Where, where do you see that most naturally in your relationships or in your life, different seasons that you've been in? Sure. Uh, if I may take an aside uh, yeah. to, to this, because um, the Enneagram, you move to a different number in health, a different number in stress. And I have this theory, and mm-hmm. I, I don't know, I might just be putting different words to the way the Enneagram always is. Um, that we are always, we were born to be the healthy version of ourself. Mm-hmm. Like we are born to be the healthy number. I was born as a three mm. and then my childhood wounds, whatever they may have been, not, not, which amounted to me not believing my presence mattered, which I'm, mm-hmm. I think we'll get to, um, yep. kind of pushed me into the nine wow. as a core. And so, and the reason I say that is because when I feel my healthiest and my most motivated, I feel like a three and I feel like mm-hmm. the most myself when I'm acting like a three. Um, even though I know my core motivators are in the nine, um, like I, I feel the most myself when I am self-confident as a three mm-hmm. or self-valuing or self-asserting when I, um, it, a, a lot of it, um, it, I've seen this a lot recently in social situations mm-hmm. where if I'm with people I am comfortable with mm-hmm. and confident with, I am very self-confident. I'm so self-confident. I'm not even thinking about myself anymore mm-hmm. and just kind of in the moment. But if I'm, if I'm, if I'm not around people I'm comfortable with, I am thinking about myself more and I'm thinking less of myself. Like I'm thinking my, I shouldn't be there or my, my voice shouldn't speak up. I don't, mm-hmm. my, whatever I have to say isn't as valuable as what they have to say. And you know, I come off as more awkward and Mm. quiet and it's in the name of elevating other people, but it's really coming out of my lack of self-confidence. So when I'm healthy and well and in a comfortable place, I'm definitely more out there. Well, I think that's really part of why I'm so passionate about the Enneagram Mm -hmm. is it helps us discover 
these high sides of these behaviors that are available to us. Mm -hmm. And we recognize, oh my goodness, there's a way for me to live life in this place where I feel most alive, where I mm -hmm. feel most authentic. I love a lot of the work that um, Beatrice Chestnut does around this, where she doesn't say there's just one way mm -hmm. of where you go in stress and one where you go in health. It actually has a lot to do with, like you said, being comfortable, being with your people, and there's different expressions of it. How about that high side of six, having courage, the loyalty part that you see in a six? Have you seen that in your life as well? There is a unique correlation, which is why it, why it goes together, but loyalty and peacemaking mm. go together a lot because yeah. when you're stressful in six, you are much more loyal mm. because you're afraid of conflict <laughs> and, being, oh, I can see and that. being disloyal. Mm -hmm. um, where in the high side of six, when I'm healthy and feeling that stress and feeling having the courage to move forward in right action, um, when I was in high school, mm. I joined the football team and I was played like three times all season. Mm -hmm. I sat on the bench. I was pushed extra hard in practice, but I just wasn't good. And that's, mm. I'm fine with that now, but it was hard. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I had a friend who, who was around similar skill set, maybe better than me, but he quit. He didn't like it and he quit. And I thought, no, I am too loyal for this. I'm mm. going to stay. And so I stayed through the whole season. And I think there was, there's some good character in that, but I stayed and it was miserable. Mm -hmm. And now I am realizing I don't have to stay. I can, yeah. instead of being loyal for the sake of being loyal, um, you know, leaning into what is comfortable and, and the same, because it's what I know and what's helped in the past. Um, I've had the courage to leave mm -hmm. a lot of places, um, which is a healthy version of that type six. It Absolutely. is. And a healthy version of nine of being like, I'm, I need to embrace this conflict. I need to say goodbye. I need to turn away. And that's, that's happened with a couple of jobs recently. <laughs> Truth right. Be told, but you've because, done that. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was part of a, a counseling organization very recently that, um, I don't want to besmirch their name. They're doing good work, but it was just not for me. It was not a um, right fit. It was yep. not honoring to me uh, and it was not the right fit. And my, my tendency is to stick it out, to mm -hmm. wait it out, to keep pushing through. Um, but my gut was saying, this is not right and I need and to you, leave. And, and being in the gut triad, you now have the confidence to listen to your own gut. Yes. Instead of outside voices and trying to find the harmony and trying mm -hmm. to find the peace, you've gotten to a place where you can just lean into your own self, yeah. do yeah. what's best for you, for your wife, for your family in the season. Exactly. And that's my hope with bringing people to the Enneagram mm -hmm. is it will help them understand themselves, understand yeah. why they think and feel and do life the way they do. Have you found any particular resources to be helpful in your discovery of the Enneagram? Yeah, without a doubt. Um, I mean, I think you mentioned the road back to you or you mentioned Ian Crone at least. Yeah. And he's, he's kind of the, one of the, the top speakers on the Enneagram. Uh, I actually have his book on my desk, him and Susan Stabile, Suzanne mm -hmm. Stabile. Um, the Road Back to You has been instrumental. Uh, the Enneagram Institute, if mm -hmm. you Google that, just their website is, they have the free test. Ooh, I don't know if that's the one with the free test. They have a paid test. There is a free mm -hmm. test I would recommend as a starting place. Um, but the Enneagram Institute just has like the best most concise and thorough descriptors. Mm -hmm. Concise and thoroughs are opposite, but I 
I think that those are, they're both true. As a nine, you can see the value of yeah. both concise <laughs> yeah. and thorough. They're, and they're both, they're both accurate. It's concise and thorough. Excellent. That they, uh, and they go through the typings and like the stress and the, the strengths and the, you know, different relationship pairings, which is super cool to look at both in work and friendship and, and romantic. Like it, it talks about all that. And that's what made me decide to invest in becoming an Enneagram coach is mm-hmm. once you understand this language of where you go in stress and where you go yeah. in health and what are your major things that sort of are triggers yeah. in recognizing um, just who you are and how you're functioning. Like you said, it's not a box we're in. It just, it's a, it helps us understand how to get out of the box our personalities yeah. put us in. Mm-hmm. I think it's been one of the most beneficial things to my marriage, to raising adult children. Well, before we end, one of the final things we're going to talk about today, and again, we could do this every week for the next year mm-hmm. and still not get through all the Enneagram, <laughs> oh, but yeah. Yeah. each number has two numbers to the side and we call them wings. And mm-hmm. the um, Jeff and Beth McCord, who are from your Enneagram coach, describe them like salt and pepper sort of seasoning the behavior of mm-hmm. your personality type. The nine with a one wing tends to be called the dreamer and the nine with the eight wing, more of a comfort seeker. The nine with the eight wing is almost a little bit of a conflict, isn't it? The eight mm-hmm. kind of pushing and being in the aggressive personality, the nine being in the withdrawn personality. Where do you see yourself now? And has that been a pattern of your life? Or have you seen yourself use both wings? Uh, I've definitely been in both wings at different points. I lean very strong into the nine one. Mm. Um, I have a lot of should in my life. Yes. Uh, You (laughs) You should do this and you should do that. Yeah. Both on, on a daily, like, I wake up with a list in my head of what Mm. I need to do, what I should do, what, what needs to get done that day. Um, and it's in my head until I write it. Sometimes it's in my head the night before and I need to write a list before I Mm -hmm. go to bed to get it out of my head. Um, but even like on a bigger level, like I need to have a job, I need Mm -hmm. to provide. And that was a big factor of debating, leaving another job. Like Mm. there's a lot of should and have to like, that's not abnormal. That's not like unique to the nine one, but I've definitely leaned a lot more into the one feeling what is right and wrong. Um, dreaming about the future and trying mm. to find what the best next step is. Um, I, I'm really trying to access my nine wing eight. Well, I like that Richard Rohr says it's sort of a second half of life usually where you begin mm. to develop the other wing. So mm-hmm. you might just be on the younger side of life I'm, and still in that one wing. Uh, yeah, I'm working on it. I'm yeah. working on embracing that eight and that, that sturdiness of the eight. And when you get to that place, I think what will happen is you'll have really the healthy version of it, which is mm-hmm. very exciting. One of the reasons I wanted you on today is you are the producer of our podcast. And so what would you tell people who are interested in maybe creating their own podcast or want to learn a little bit more about podcasting? How would Definitely. the best place to find you be? What would that yeah, be? Yeah. I mean, you can find me on Facebook at Jeffrey Dalrymple. It might just be Jeff Dalrymple now. Uh, <laughs> Uh, you can email me at Jeffrey R. Dalrymple at gmail.com. Uh, I'm happy to, to talk with you, to walk through the process of starting a podcast. Um, before you come to me, I would just say, have a big idea, mm. know what you want to talk about. And even if you don't have microphones and recording equipment, we are, we're recording this over Zoom. And if you have right. a, a moderately okay laptop with a functioning microphone, you can have a podcast. And yeah. I'm, I'm happy to help package it, produce it. Um, yeah, this you know, isn't your first podcast. Good. So this nope. is what you do and you do it really well. And I've loved Thank being you. able to partner with you. Well, thanks for being on today. I look forward to our next session where we can go a little bit deeper into the Enneagram and help people understand their why. Thanks so much for being with us today, thanks Jeff. Thanks for having me, Kelly. It's been great. 
And for everyone who's listening, I hope today helped you um, begin to invest in this season of your life and invest in your relationships with the help of the Enneagram. And most importantly, continue to invest in your dreams. Thanks for being here. Thanks for listening to Coaching with Kelly. Join us next time for more conversations on how to truly invest in this season of your life. For more information, or if you would like Kelly Tibbetts to be your life coach, you can find Kelly Tibbetts Life Coach on Facebook, or you can visit kellytibbetts.com.